You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for joining us. Whether you're an 81 year old bank robbery suspect or a man who cannot seem to steal enough pool floats in Florida, we thank you so much for joining us. Yes, happy uh, Father's Day edition and yeah. single mothers <laughs> to this show. For uh, this week, we're recording it on Father's Day. Tiny and I just told our families no family time today. We're doing the podcast because we're dedicated to you. Right. And we really well, don't we like do our the, families. We do the dad thing all week long. Yeah, 24-7. This is, this is Father's Day. This is our chance this to get away. One chance to get away. And not feel guilty about yeah. hanging out with my bro, talking about odd news. That's right. And That's then putting right. this out there on the internet for all to hear. Yeah, right. And probably embarrassing both of our families, <laughs> yes. but probably more mine than yours. So, yeah, you're just guilty by association. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, Man, no. you got any good stories today? I got some great ones. I have some great ones. I got a guy who thinks some traffic circles are causing tornadoes. So Okay. I, a, I'm interested in yeah. seeing his research. That's right. Uh, his name's James Spann, if you've never heard of him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, got a guy who is, uh, he got a little willy-nilly down in a McDonald's. So Uh-oh. that's a good one. We're going to save that for a little later. Well, I have a scientific study okay. that is alleging the Loch Ness monster might be real. Oh, I've been waiting. It uh, hurts me. To hear. <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life. My inner child is jumping for joy right now. <laughs> I'm anti Loch Ness. I've been on the record for that. I just want to say I don't think it's real, but now I can't. I can't be in conflict with science. So I'm not excited to hear this. But I want to start with this one, and we typically try not to get very political on this show. No, we have friends. We have close friends. Of all political stripes, very and I think that's so. a very healthy thing to have yeah. in life, right? Because you don't you don't want to be in an echo chamber where everybody just parrots whatever you think, yeah, right? How because boring of a life would yeah. that be, anyways? Exactly. Who can you argue with over lunch? And look, this might be a little bit early, but I'm ready to come out and throw my support behind a presidential 2020 candidate. Okay, and that candidate is. Joe Biden. Oh, all right. <laughs> now, well, you're not going to be allowed to come back to church here. <laughs> to all my conservative friends, I want you to know it's got nothing to do with his politics. Oh, okay. It's because he says if he's elected, we're going to cure cancer. All right. And this might be humanity's only chance yes. to cure cancer. <laughs> I promise you, uh, if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. <laughs> you know, when I think of all the, like, 
researchers and scientists and everything in the world who could possibly cure cancer, Joe Biden's at the top of the list. <laughs> yes. He's the one. He's the one. He once asked a paralyzed dude to stand up. You remember that? He was like at a rally and he was like, you know, here's Tiny Sullivan, stand up. And he's like in a wheelchair. You know? That's the guy we got. Okay. All right. Anyway, it says here that at a campaign rally, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden told the crowd that if he is elected president, we're going to cure cancer. All right. CNN's Kate Buan. How do you say that? Boldan? Yeah. Sounds anyway, right. She pressed Boudin. Boudin. That's right. I'm she hungry now. She presses Biden's campaign co-chairman, Representative Cedric Richmond, on his promise. And you can go to the show notes. You can look at the – you can watch the clip. Yeah. It was spun into this whole, hey, well, let's, let's believe. Let's be optimistic about the future. Right. We're America. We can set anything we put our mind to That's it. Right. We can go to the moon. And I'm sure Joe Biden, because of his family history, I'm sure he's much more – much more familiar with cancer research sure. and It'd what's going be. on with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he knows more about it than I do. Right. I do think it's kind of that's a big promise to huge promise to say that we can cure. I cancer. will say though, we've elected presidents on promises before. We have one that said Mexico <laughs> is going to pay for a wall. Yes, so, still waiting for that one to come through. So you know, people have been elected for promises that haven't happened. What if Donald Trump came out and said, "Okay, well, if I'm elected president, not only are we going to cure cancer." But we're going to go ahead and end poverty while we're at it. <laughs> I would like that. <laughs> I just keep upping the game. Yeah. And then Biden's like, okay, we got cancer, end poverty. If I'm elected president, we're to add on top of that, we're going to stop war. Okay. All war All right. around the globe. Now, that might get my vote right there. And then Trump comes back and he's like, okay, cancer, poverty, war, and you get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. He goes, Oprah on everybody. <laughs> yes. That would be pretty good. Pretty good. Now, I seem to remember, and I may not be right because I'm often not right, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that when Biden was vice president, he was kind of like the cancer czar of whatever or whatever, and he was going to take care of cancer back then. <laughs> So maybe he's just been holding on to the like recipe for whatever. <laughs> yes. And, well, again, he says if he's elected. Right. I'm assuming that if he doesn't get elected, he's <laughs> like, well, y'all had your shot. Had your shot, guys. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. <laughs> well, like, uh, I would really love for him. I would love for anybody to cure cancer, by the way. <laughs> yes. But when they do cure it, I hope it comes in the form of a vaccine. And then <laughs> <laughs> there will be people who refuse to get it. And they'll be the only ones dying of cancer. Well, come on, John. Which would you rather have, cancer or autism? <laughs> clearly cancer. Clearly cancer, right. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I, don't, I mean, good for Biden, I guess. Yeah. I'm kind of leaning towards politicians say a lot of stuff. They do. And we shouldn't really think all of it's true. Better, what, take it with a grain of salt. If I'm not mistaken, didn't Obama refer to this season as the silly season of politics? I think so. And yeah. I'm with him on yeah, that. absolutely. And I love it, frankly. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've kind <laughs> Kind of tuned out on all of it. Yeah, it, when Trump was running and and Trump and Hillary were running, I got consumed by it, and it was like not healthy. And so, <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people unfriended me on Facebook during that time because yeah. I was making fun of everybody, Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> and so I was just making people mad left and right. And uh, so I decided after that that I was just tuning out and. Mm -hmm. You know, as long as I know if a nuclear bomb, if we're launching a nuclear bomb or one's being launched towards us, I'm good with the news. I'll just let it do what it needs to do. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be an uninformed, dumb American for the rest <laughs> of my life. Been much happier since then, too, by the way. Just You'll be an uninformed voter. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm Rush vote, was talking about. I'm voting for whoever's prettiest. That's all. That's I'm it. voting for the one that can cure cancer. Okay. All right. That may be where I fall, too. So. Yes. But I don't know that I can because I'm a deacon. And I get kicked out of that real quick. <laughs> you, know, you vote for a Democrat. That's one of the qualifications for a deacon we talked about this morning. You yeah. have to vote Republican. Right. Okay? So. Even when your Republican candidate is Donald Trump. That's right. All you got to. You got to because he's Republican. <laughs> I will say this last presidential campaign, like every single presidential campaign that I have witnessed since I've been alive in right. my 38 years on this planet Earth, you know, every time it comes around, you know, one's the the evil one and yeah. the, both of them is like, hey, you know, you can't vote for the evil guy. Right. Well, this last one, it was just <laughs> we find, we found out that all those other ones that we were just playing, right. okay, exactly. we're just playing. Then yes, this last one was okay for real. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, it was quite a doozy. I'll say that, <laughs> and I will. I mean, whether you like Trump or not, and I don't fall into the uh, I'm a Trump fan category, but I'm definitely not a Trump hater either. I agree. But to see a guy with no political experience, <laughs> with very little for a campaign budget. A reality um, TV star, by yeah, the way. right. Be able to win the presidency against a very seasoned politician with a war chest of funds and basically the entire party going for. May or may not have some bodies under her. Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> I mean, I kind of think that most politicians have had somebody That's true. killed before, That's right? That's true. Most, I mean, most comes along with I, I think if you want to be, if you want to serve in political office and get anything done, yeah, you then you've got to kill, kill somebody. you got to kill right. people. Yeah, that's that's just just what, you what you got to do. Yeah, if you can't kill somebody, then attack a country of, you know, uh, across the globe. That's pretty much the other Yeah, we strategy. have a, an opening down at the library. Yeah. We, need a, we need another right. librarian. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if but, you're not, if you don't have a stomach for killing, you don't need to get into national politics. If you want to sit behind the big desk in the big comfy chair yeah and get health care and paid for the rest oh, of your life even if you only serve one term that's right you just you got to kill some people yeah man it's just what you got to do yeah and you got to be good at covering yeah. it up too and for anybody who is currently running for president i will hide bodies for the right amount. <laughs> you know i know a lot of places nobody's ever gonna go ever ever i've been into some deep woods in this state that you got to know what you're doing to get there <laughs> And uh, John's like, there's Tiny's tool shed. That's right. Nobody ever goes in there. <laughs> we'll just, I just, I'm just, just going to throw it out there. Just contact us. Earth oddity at planetmail.net. All right. All we ask for is a few million dollars and for our podcast to get promoted and, uh, and no cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Pay off the appropriate people for us. Right. Yeah. But I mean, good for Biden. I'm glad he's going to cure cancer. Now, do you know what community has very little, you know, cancer rates? What's that? That's the Amish community. Okay, really? Yeah. I, I was not aware of that. Oh, yeah. They have, like, very few infectious diseases and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, they they kind of isolate themselves <laughs> right? for the most part. Well, I got a story here, and it's the headline reads, Amish man hit with a DUI after sideswiping car with buggy. Oh, no. Yeah. An allegedly hammered Amish man was charged with driving under the influence of alcohol after his horse and buggy sideswiped a car in Kentucky. Cops say Reuben Yoder, 34, was arrested after they responded to a crash. 
Also riding in the buggy were his wife, Salome, and seven children who range in age from nine months to 12 years old. Are we not going to get the names of them? No. I'm <laughs> Jedediah, sure. Jedediah, Jedediah, yeah. Micah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, according to police, Yoder allegedly sideswiped a car and damaged its front bumper. Initially, Yoder told officers that one of his children had been steering the buggy, but the kids denied it and told police his father was the culprit. Huh. Not good for those kids. No. No. You can't rat out daddy ever. <laughs> daddy know. Yoder? That's right. <laughs> That's what my dad called Yoda. <laughs> Yoder. None of them were injured in the crash. So okay, that's, that's good. good. The Lord is watching over them. <laughs> Protecting his flock. Uh, during field sobriety test, officers at, at uh, the scene determined that Yoder had been boozing, and he allegedly had bloodshot eyes and was slurring his speech. Um, he exhibited poor balance and stated he had consumed alcoholic beverages, cops said in an arrest citation, and he refused a blood test at a local hospital. He's been charged with nine counts of first-degree wanton endangerment, a count each of first-degree criminal mischief, and operating a non-motor vehicle while under the influence of intoxicants. Kentucky's Amish population has been growing steadily over the past two two decades, with a total of 8,000 people living in 30 settlements. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know Kentucky had a huge one. But here's his mugshot. Check out the show notes because it's a good one. Oh, man. It's a real good one. <laughs> All the hair on his head, like, I think it went down, <laughs> down to, his to, his, to his beard. I wonder why Why don't they have mustaches, you know? I mean, like, it's just a chin-strap beard. Most of my knowledge about Amish people I got from the Discovery show Amish Mafia. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I remember that show. <laughs> they said on there that single men would shave, and then when you get married, you grow a beard. And that's how women know not to hit on you. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. My thing is like, uh, I would imagine, I mean, we're Baptists and you can't yes. drink, right? Right. Know, for the most part. <laughs> like the Amish, like how are they, where's he getting beer from or, or whatever? Bur- he moonshine? Must, he must have bought it at a store, I assume. <laughs> I mean. I mean, they still do business with the non-Amish. Sure. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. But I would imagine that would be like, I mean, it's frowned upon if you're Southern Baptist. <laughs> yes. But I would imagine that would be like. You're That'll get forbidden. you two years shunning right there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to help like build your barn or anything like that. <laughs> right. You're and, not going to talk to your mom and dad for three years. So right. I hope it was worth it. And also like if you're his kids, if daddy says, hey, you're driving the buggy, you got to say, I was driving the buggy. That's number one, because you're going to be getting whipped. You think the Amish don't use corporal punishment still? You're going to be getting whipped when you get home. Plus, I already told my kids, anytime daddy's drunk and I have a wreck, you're driving, okay? It's much better for you to get a ticket than me, all right? Oh, man. No, we just had to get daddy home. He had a little too much to drink at the barbecue. So I can't believe, man, your kids just rat you out like that. You know, I mean, if you're in a horse-drawn buggy, does it – I mean, the horse has a mind of its own. True. So why do you really get in trouble if you're under the influence? But it's, isn't it the horse's fault? That's what I would blame it on. <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's a really – you found a loophole here. Well, we need to get in touch with uh I was not operating was. a motorized vehicle. Yeah. My horse, My horse was being a bad horse. That's right. I was trying to get him to go the right way. <laughs> and he just pulled back left and we sideswiped this car. Yeah, that's – hey – Anybody in Kentucky or Pennsylvania or, or anywhere. Yeah, there's an Amish community in Tennessee, I think. I would really like to be familiar with what the state law has to say about horse-drawn yeah. you know, vehicles, right. carriages, whatever. 
But yeah, I mean that's that's a fascinating little loophole you might have found, <laughs> yeah. Ruben. I know you're probably not listening to this podcast, Ruben, but somebody <laughs> get in touch with him and let him know, like, hey, blame it on the horse, dude. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like I could be Amish if it came down to it, you know? Because oh I yeah, I don't need a whole lot in life. The only thing I don't like about the Amish, I love the Amish, but the only thing I think I would not like about being in an Amish community. It's just like constant judgment. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, they're very strict. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's rough. It's rough in a Southern Baptist church. Right. I can't imagine what it would be yeah. like in an Amish. But community. I just know, like, if you're Amish, like, maybe they're just like, yeah, man, that's cool. Just, I mean, kick back a few at the end of the day. You've been like hauling in crops and chewing horses and all that. It's okay to drink a beer or two. Maybe you know? he was on Rum Springer. <laughs> <laughs> or, I'm still on rum springing, y'all. <laughs> I just don't know. I, I just felt like that'd be tough. But I feel like I could be Amish, you know. They'll put out some kids. Ain't nothing to do. You ain't got any TV to watch. No internet to be on. They will have some kids. He had seven of them with him, you know. Yeah. There's no telling how many more he had at the house, you know, like churning butter or whatever it is. No Facebook Live beauty products. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no LuLaRoe. No LuLaRoe. <laughs> No rodent in fields, no Advocare, any of that. No essential oils. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they're probably like, our essential oil is kerosene for our lamps. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, our next story here. Loch Ness Monster might be real, according to a new scientific study. Okay. John Long, I want you to sit there. I want you to listen to this I'm and listening. get you an earful of science, I my friend. I just want to start out. I'm skeptical. <laughs> okay. I'm very skeptical. A ma- oh, real quick. I had VBS last week, and one of my youth said that the government came out and confirmed the existence of the Loch Ness confirmed. Monster. And Bigfoot. Okay. Yeah. This may have been what they were right. talking about. I have a feeling they sure. didn't read the whole Bigfoot report. The one I texted you. <laughs> yes. I have a feeling they didn't. They just saw a headline <laughs> yes. and went with it. Okay. Well, anyway. I read it, though. <laughs> a major scientific study of Loch Ness has sensationally discovered Nessie, quote, might be real. Uh. Experts traveled the length of the famous lock on research vessel Deep Scan taking water samples from three different depths. The scientists collected DNA left by all creatures from their skin, scales, feathers, fur, and their feces. The DNA samples were then sent to labs in New Zealand, Austria, Denmark, and France to be analyzed for the final findings. Professor Neil Gimmel from the University of Otago, New Zealand and his team who carried out the project have now concluded their research. The professor, an expert in genomics, ecology, population, conservation, and evolutionary biology, now says that the results were, quote, surprising. He says that they tested the data against most of the main theories about the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) Professor Gimmel says that while the full details will be released at a later stage... One of the theories might be correct, so he's he's stretching this okay. out. You yeah. know, one of them might be <laughs> yeah. right. I might be an. And we're going to release we're going to release these details later, but you got to make sure to come to the presentation sure. that I'm having. Right. Yeah. Oh, dinner. Yeah. yeah. Pay for my video and <laughs> yes. all that. Yeah. I got you. Anyway, two main theories about the monster are that it is a long necked plesiosaur that somehow survived the period when dinosaurs became extinct. Or it is a sturgeon or a giant catfish. Okay. I'd lean closer to those two. My personal theory is it's a long-necked plesiosaur, but it's a ghost plesiosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Anyway, Professor Gimmel said that he hoped to announce the full findings of the study in Scotland next month, but would not confirm which hypothesis might be true. Oh. Again, I'm guessing you got to come to his event to right. find out. Yeah, you got to buy a ticket to hear that kind of stuff. <laughs> yes. He said, is there anything deeply mysterious? Hmm, it depends what you believe. Is there anything startling? There are a few things that are a bit surprising. What will have achieved is what we set out to do, which is to document the biodiversity of Loch Ness in June 2018 in some level of detail. We've tested each one of the main monster hypotheses, and three of them we can probably say aren't right, but one of them we say might, might be. be right. Okay. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Spoiler alert. It's probably a sturgeon. Yeah, right. <laughs> or a really big catfish. <laughs> hate to let y'all down. It's probably a sturgeon. Says, uh, it was hoped that the study's findings would be published earlier this year, but a series of failed attempts to film a television documentary delayed the process. Oh, yeah. So that's why you got to get a ticket to his yeah. Scotland. He's trying to get a Discovery Channel special. <laughs> yes. That didn't work out. I mean, which is a bummer. Yeah. You think is that, it, is well, well, after Megalodon and mermaids <laughs> yeah, being real, that's probably you true. think they would eat this up. That's an excellent counterpoint. I didn't consider that. <laughs> anyway, uh, hundreds of thousands of visitors flock to Loch Ness every year to try and catch a glimpse of the mythical monster. Nessie is worth millions of pounds to the Scottish economy, and tourist bosses previously said that they are eagerly anticipating the results. Yeah. Well, the wrong result they don't want is that it's not true. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So everybody keep coming over there. Anyway, so there's more, but hey, the the story in short is they did out, they went out, they got some water samples, they did some DNA tests, right. they found the results. There was probably a sturgeon, but they're right. going to go ahead and drag this out and try of to, of course, so make try to money. pay for their research. Yeah, they got to make a little <laughs> coin. Nothing wrong with that. But Bigfoot's still real, so that's it. Bigfoot might be real. Yeah, no, he's according real. to my research. <laughs> according to my research, he might be real. Confirmed. <laughs> it's confirmed. Pretty much. Much, but I'm, I've long since canceled Locky, Loch Ness yeah. Monster, and uh, this guy's not changing my mind. I already know. <laughs> I already know. It's not real. The face in the courthouse window in Carrollton isn't real either, guys. Well, so. it's there. But it ain't I real. I just don't think it's a ghost. Yeah, right. It's not an imprint of a man who's waiting to be hanged. No, it's an imprint of a sweaty, greasy face one day that, yeah. that smooshed their face into exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It ain't real. You got to keep people coming, though, so I understand. <laughs> well, sticking with science here, did you have Miss Thompson in uh, middle school? She was a math teacher? I think I did. Right. Okay. Miss Thompson sent me this story, so shout out to Miss Thompson, mm-hmm. my eighth grade math teacher. I would like to just publicly <laughs> apologize. I realized that I was not a good kid. As an adult, I was not a good kid at all. Right. And so every adult who was at some point responsible for me, I've had to apologize to. So this is my public apology to Miss Thompson. But thanks for listening, and thanks for sending me some stories this week. And awesome. This is, this is one of them, very scientific. It comes from the phillyvoice.com, okay. trusted news source. Pennsylvania man says, traffic circles are causing all of the tornadoes. <laughs> The Whitehaven resident called in a local television broadcast with quite a theory. Uh, and his call is in the show notes because it's in the link in this story. Uh, Pennsylvania has seen an unusually high number of tornadoes already this year, including one which recently touched down in Bucks County. Scientists aren't exactly sure what's behind the uptick, but one Pennsylvania resident has a theory. Traffic circles. Okay. 
Somehow, this is what a Whitehaven residence came up with when he called in to WNEP's Talk Back 16 segment in which viewers call the television station and leave voicemails with their opinions. Now, the reason we have the local newspaper has a call in, yes. you know, and you leave it. This Much people, like we do. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's for people who aren't smart enough to write an editorial. They just call in and talk. So you can listen to it. Like I said, it starts at the 108 mark in the video if you go in there. But here's basically. I may, I may see if I can get the audio and cut it in. We didn't have tornadoes here until we started putting into traffic circles. Because on the counter, you want to know why? That when people go round and round in circles, it causes disturbance in the atmosphere and causes tornadoes. <laughs> the st- segment picked up steam on social media Sunday. Here's hoping the momentum from all those retweets doesn't start a tornado, too. <laughs> I will say, though, and I pointed this out to Ms. Thompson, we didn't have a tornado in Tuscaloosa until they put in traffic circles on Queen City Avenue. Oh, like, yeah, that's not right. Not long after that. We had a tornado come through. <laughs> so there may be something to this. We might want to investigate. It's it. confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Traffic confirmed circles truth. cause tornadoes. Exactly. Confirmed. Exactly. And that's why France has so many, because their country's just full of traffic circles or roundabouts or whatever. They yeah. Call them. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, you think he's just sitting on his couch one night and he's like, man, them traffic circles are causing all these tornadoes. Like, how do you go from traffic <laughs> yes. circles to tornadoes? I don't know. You know, it's possible he could have just been calling it in as a goof. Probably. If he did, well done, sir. That's pretty good. absolutely. Right. (laughs) Good job to you. I should probably try to start doing that more. We should. Yeah. I did get one fake one in the Tuscaloosa News sound off one time. (laughs) And uh, and it, it wasn't anything noteworthy. I was just like you know, redneck talking or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's some local issue. I don't even remember what it was, but they put it in there and it was just me (laughs) goofing off. Right. And I was like, my words in print. I was like, I'm going to do this on the regular now. And then I never did it (laughs) again. You never did it again. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe we should do that. If there's like find a local news station and see how many we can get on there or something. And we just like, leave the word oddity in there or something. <laughs> yes. So if it like Here's goes what we viral. Need, we, we need some kind of uh, secret phrase that all of us know yeah, what it right. means. Yeah. And we're just going to try to get it out there as much as possible. Yeah. We should definitely do that. <laughs> yes, That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Because I'll do it once and never do it again. But yeah. Everybody else might do it. That's not a bad idea. It's a good idea. That? We need to workshop that right there. Hey, if, if anyone out there in the listening audience, if you have a good idea, right. hit us up, post it in the Facebook group, send it to us, call it in. I mean, you whatever. Do it like this, we could just make it Earth Oddity. You like all these tornadoes is an Earth Oddity right here, <laughs> and yes. I tell you what's causing them daggum traffic circles. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's all we got to do. That's not a bad idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, and then just send your links to us if it gets published or whatever. Yeah. And it'll and just you'll be like win our inside an joke. awesome prize. Oh, yeah. We, Way better than a pair of dollar glasses okay. off of Amazon. I, I still got two pair I need to get rid of. <laughs> okay. I got two pair. Nobody will take them from me. Yeah. All right. Okay. All Sorry. Right. That ended really abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> Our next story here. 81-year-old bank robbery suspect wanted to return to prison because of small Social Security payments. Okay. So, I'm guessing this is kind of like Brooks. He's been institutionalized, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Says here that an 81-year-old man who spent decades behind bars for a series of bank robberies says that he stole from an Arizona credit union months after being released from prison because his monthly $800 Social Security payments were too small to live on, according to court records. Oh. 
I mean, $800 a month is not a lot. Not a lot. No. But what do you expect? It's Social Security. Well, that's my retirement plan. That's not- <laughs> I was going to say, by the time we get there, it's probably not even going to oh, be yeah. there. No, it won't. there so, won't be any of them. $800 is not much, but it's going to be more than I get, really? I'm sure, I assure you. What we need is for some baby boomers to die off. Right. <laughs> you guys are selfish. Why won't you just die? Okay. You hate you hate millennials anyway. Yeah, right, yeah. You guys are costing us all of our social security. Just go ahead and let's just go ahead and, and check out. Uh Robert Francis Krebs walked into the Pyramid Federal Credit Union of Tucson in January twenty eighteen without a disguise and allegedly put a BB gun that looked like a handgun. Mm-hmm. On the counter and demanded cash. He told FBI agents that he kind of wanted to get caught so that he could return to prison, court documents said. Hmm. Lawyers for Krebs, who turns 82 in July, said that their client was reported having symptoms of Alzheimer's disease, a neurophysiological. Neurophysiological. How do you say that? Neurophysiological? Neurophysiologist. Physiologist. Physiologist. Neurophysiologist. Okay. There we go. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Concluded that Krebs was not competent to stand trial because he has dementia. Oh, yeah. Uh, Two other experts have accused him of embellishing his condition to avoid prosecution. I'd probably do it, too. (laughs) I know. At 82 years old? Come on. If you ain't ever robbed a bank. I think we've had this discussion before. Yeah, I think we have. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd totally do it. If I was 82 years old and my wife was dead and I never saw my kids because they didn't care nothing about Papa no more, right? (laughs) I... I wouldn't hurt nobody, no. but I might rob a bank. I would love to, and then jump on like one of those little scooters, <laughs> like one of those jazzy scooters, yes. as your getaway vehicle. I'd want to get away for twenty for twenty four hours just yeah. to see what kind of hilarious shenanigans <laughs> I could get into with all the money. Not a bad idea. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Anyway, it says uh, they can't really make it on the outside. Retired FBI bank robbery expert William Ryder said, who is not involved in the case against Krebs, but he said he's right. Social Security is probably not enough to keep him going, and he has no prospects for income. Krebs served more than 30 years in prison for a 1981 bank robbery in Florida where he took Mm. (laughs) $8,300. He He got 30-something years? He got 30 years for that. Okay. Okay, then he was, I don't know why they're going backwards. Maybe they're just reading off his 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 rap sheet. Yeah. He got three years for a 1966 embezzling conviction in Chicago. Authority says that he stole $72,000 from a bank where he was employed as a teller. Oh, yeah. Okay, there is something wrong with that paragraph. He embezzled $72,000, and he got a three-year sentence. But then when he straight up robbed the place (laughs) and got 8,300, not 1,000, 8,300, he got 30 years. No. Yeah, that's just pretty wild. That's messed up, (laughs) as you would say. That's pretty wild. <laughs> so remember, kids, if you're going to steal money, <laughs> make sure it's embezzlement. White-collar crime. Uh, right, yeah. When, when when you hear adults tell you that crime never pays, we're talking about blue-collar right. crime. White-collar crime pays a lot. Yeah. I mean, 70, what, 72000 Yeah, he got three, three, three years. years. He got three years for embezzling $72,000. Know, he got the, 30 uh, years for straight-up stealing yeah. 8300 Yeah, the sheriff over in Pickens County got arrested for like embezzlement this past he's been the sheriff for like 30 years <laughs> and you know there's all the funky stuff going on with sheriffs and their food money or <laughs> yeah yeah well apparently he was like getting food from the church food bank or whatever i saw that and feeding it to the employee or feed it to the uh inmates mm-hmm. not employees 
and pocketed the money, you yeah, know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that. He'd been uh-huh. doing it for years, and they finally cracked cashed in mm-hmm. on him or whatever cracked on him cracked yeah, down cracked down on him i don't know why i can't say that yeah so he's going to jail for a while probably three years something like <laughs> three that. years yeah. yes. it'd be rough to be a sheriff get put in jail though <laughs> anyway it says that krebs attorney leonardo costells says in a court records that there is not enough evidence to show that his client is competent to stand trial oh yeah jj hunter roundtree who has been dubbed America's oldest bank robber, was convicted of committing robberies at banks during the late 1990s and early 2000s in Mississippi, Florida, and Texas. He skipped Alabama because yeah. he knew that we he knew we don't put up with that Well, crap. sometimes uh, the bank in Fed got robbed one time. They don't ever know who did it. Oh, really? Yeah. The, they got uh, away. The Citizens Bank that's there by my dad's grocery uh-huh. store shop, yeah. I say. Yeah, some guy like robbed it and then took off and they never called him. Yeah, huh. he's like gone. He's probably in Mississippi before they even cops even got there. Yeah, so. yeah. The, well, the two cops we had working in Fed that day. <laughs> anyway, this other dude, he died in prison at age 92. He committed two robberies in the mid 80s and was 91 at the time of his last heist. Wow. So I will say I've never been inside of a bank where I was like, Hadn't tried to plan out a robbery while I was standing in line, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I would never do it, but I'm always like, man, I could probably get this, you know. I'm going to have to kill a lot of people. That's my only, that's the only thing keeping me from doing it. There was an episode of The Twilight Zone. Did you ever see this where the guy, he flips a quarter to the dude outside who's got his little box open you know, for yeah. money while he's playing his guitar or whatever, and the quarter lands on its edge, you know, neither heads or tails, and so... For the day, for some reason, he can hear people's thoughts. Oh, wow. And he hears the janitor, you know, at the bank, like talking about how he's going to steal all the money and get in his car and leave. Oh, and he, nice. He tries to tell on him and get him in trouble. And of course, then they're, you know, he's the one that gets in trouble because he's telling all this false information. Oh. But then he finds out at the end, he really did think that, but he thinks that every single day. He would just never yeah, do it. He would never do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> every bank I've ever been in. Yeah. Well. Let's move on here to another guy who's had a little trouble with the law here. And this is from Newsweek.com. Naked Florida man performed strange dance at McDonald's before trying to have relations with a railing. Oh, man. We had a similar story of a guy having relationships with a pipe not too long ago. We did. But he wasn't in a McDonald's. <laughs> a Florida man stripped naked and did did what the arresting officers described as a strange dance at a McDonald's <laughs> restaurant and was seen trying to have relations with a railing I by a witness. That, I believe they call it the mating dance. That's right. Well, look, I get excited when the McRib comes back, too. All right. A day prior to Sunday's disturbance, John Francis Morgan, who was, you want to guess how old he was? Mm, I'm going to guess 32. 62. 62. Had told a Collier County Sheriff's Office office deputy that he intended to go to McDonald's in Naples, where he had been banned over a previous outburst. Oh, no. Uh, The officer warned him not to go there, and Morgan said he would not. But Morgan did not heed that warning, and the following day went to the McDonald's restaurant on Tomato. To Miami Trail East, anyway. Huh. Officer D. Grossclass, that's his name, Grossclass, says, I was dispatched to McDonald's in reference to a white male wearing white shorts, taking their clothes off, and doing a strange dance. <laughs> what was that guy's name again? Officer D. Grossclass. No, the guy who... Uh... John Francis Morgan. <laughs> I bet that cop was like, doggone it, Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, John Francis that again. Um, the caller stated that they believed the male to be possibly on drugs, and the male was doing this near the front door of McDonald's. Okay. Um, while I was on my way to McDonald's, it was also stated that the man, man had pulled his pants down, uh, but then he put them back on. Lastly, the caller stated that it looked as though the man was trying to have relations with a railing. Huh. Hmm. So was he just, does he just, <laughs> pardon the pun, but does he just have a beef with this McDonald's? <laughs> because he said he was going to go back because he'd been kicked out before. Yeah, I don't know. And they're like, you better not. Right. And he's like, okay, I won't, but I really am. Maybe he has a particular fondness for railing, for the, that railing. <laughs> that particular yeah, railing. That particular railing. I don't know. <laughs> but... You know, weird things happen in McDonald's. They do. I mean, as a general rule of thumb, you're going to see some weirdness if you go to McDonald's. Same mm-hmm. for Walmart. I mean, you just got to be prepared when you go in there. Like, there could be a fight. Could be a man taking off his clothes dancing, trying to do it with a rail. Could be all, any number of things. <laughs> right. And you just got to know that. So, But this dude has had a lot of trouble. He's uh, got arrested last month for battery. And he's also been uh, arrested for breach of peace, trespassing several times. Imagine that. <laughs> Drinking alcohol in public and disorderly intoxication. Man. So maybe he was just trying to show his appreciation for McDonald's. <laughs> you know? know? They do have I, – I, I like McDonald's. They have the best fries in the game by far to me. Mm. No contest. I'm glad you enjoy them. You don't like McDonald's fries? I mean, they're not my favorite fries. Oh, we're about to break up. <laughs> They're the best fry. What's your favorite fry? My favorite fry would be would, – can you count on fries? I like potato wedges. I like the big, thick, fried potato wedges. Well, where do you get those? Well, you can get them at mugshots. You can get – I know that's kind that's of highbrow. Not, not, you're going, I'm talking about fast food here. What's your favorite fast food fry? I'm not talking about getting potato wedges at the gas station. <laughs> you know? Well, you can get wedges at uh, Arby's, can't you? I don't know. Arby's fries they got are trash, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> They're 100% trash. The regular curly fries, trash. I love Arby's. hate the fries. Yeah. <laughs> Chick-fil-A fries aren't that great either. I don't want to get banned from church, but I don't like them. The waffle fries? Yeah. Oh, man. The only thing that makes them good is you can dip them in like Chick-fil-A sauce. I was just fixing to say, you're, you're not using enough Polynesian <laughs> sauce. If you got to sauce it up, it's too much. You know, then the fry, that speaks to the lesser okay. quality of the fry. Point taken. Right. Point taken. McDonald's has the walking dog of all fries. No joke, man. Okay. They're better. Wendy's has really trash fries, too. Burger King has good fries. Burger King's fries are okay. Not, not Burger King in Tuscaloosa. I hate Burger, Burger King's outside yeah. Tuscaloosa County. The two Burger yes. Kings we have here, the one in Norfolk and one in Tuscaloosa, just have monumental problems. <laughs> I can't do. even go there anymore. <laughs> and I'm very understanding with food service. And I, I know. Just, for me to just write you off the list like we're never coming back, you've done a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. So anyways. Jack's has good fries. Jack's fries are good. I like They're Jack's good. fries. Popeye's fries are pretty good. I like Popeye's fries. Of course, yeah. everything in Captain D's is good. I love all of Captain D's, yeah. <laughs> That's high class, though. You get in that mug shots <laughs> range. Yeah. I can't eat it at Captain D's every day. <laughs> I ain't got that kind of income coming in. <sighs> so anyways, write in, tweet us, let us know what's your favorite Yeah, fast what are your food favorite fries? fries? Yeah. Well, I'd like to hear that because by <laughs> far, McDonald's is the best. I, was gonna say, I would like to hear that because they're probably not McDonald's. <laughs> I bet you it is. 
McDonald's fries are amazing, man. They're okay, amazing. they're okay. No, nah, they're when they're great. hot, when they come right out of the grease, they're they're okay. But they get cold fast. I can't they're skinny. You're going to okay, just like okay, like nonchalantly okay. They're not America's favorite. Mm. Yeah. They're John Long's favorite. Well, I mean, you couldn't even come up with a favorite. <laughs> so I I am questioning well, <laughs> your fry acumen anyways. Well, I tell you what, I mean, have you have you ever eaten at Freddy's, the the place down yeah, on 15th, on 15th Street? Street? Yeah. yeah. They have these shoestring yeah. French fries, which my son, right. my eighteen month old, loves them, but I can't stand them. Yeah. Well, so. can we discuss Five Guys and how they give you like seven pounds of fries? It's like yeah. too much fries. <laughs> hey, guys, I know you got your potatoes stacked in here and everything, and that's kind of your deal. There's too many fries, guys. I'm glad you brought up Five Guys because they might have the best fries. Their fries are pretty good. Yeah. They're not better than McDonald's, but they're pretty good. And they but cost it's too you, much. As I say, they cost you $8 for a yeah, large fry, right. but yeah. you're going to have fries for the rest of the week. Yeah. We can only eat at Five Guys like on a payday. Right. You know? yes. like, after we pay our bills and stuff we don't That's have true. enough money for that and, and you know what I, i'm really not that big a fan of their burgers yeah, they're not that great i mean uh, yeah people I act like they're like super awesome have you been to, been to burger fry yeah they're pretty, pretty good burger yeah, i agree good. yeah we usually if we get over that side though libby's like screaming for nothing but noodles so we just go there <laughs> well and this has been talking food with john Titus. <laughs> Yeah. Thank we're you for joining we're us. We're on a spinoff right. another podcast right. where we just talk about it's fast like food. local places like people don't even know what they are. Yes. We're like, oh yeah, Freddy's on 15th Street. Just <laughs> <laughs> top of that Chevron up there. It's got good chicken. <laughs> Chevron, yeah, right? <laughs> you ever had the uh, the fried bologna biscuit from the 15th Street Chevron? <laughs> That's right. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a Chevron. <laughs> this I, we have went off the rail. <laughs> there's a Chevron up uh, going towards Dunkable, right past the Coca. Cola place. Yeah. These guys are pretty good biscuits in there too. Awesome. I usually get the sausage one, but they got a bologna one too. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, y'all check that out, our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> And well, let us know what your favorite fast food fry is, okay? Yes. Now, don't be coming in with, like, something fancy like mugshots, okay? <laughs> I would put Five Guys in the same category of mugshots, too. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. Right. It's not a fast food. It's more fast casual. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. it's fast casual. That's a very industry term right there. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we're talking about local places, mm-hmm. I'm going to end on this one for me. UK man donates his frostbitten toe to the to a Yukon bar. Okay. Nick Griffiths had his big toe posted to the downtown hotel in Dawson City after he lost it to frostbite competing in an extreme winter marathon in 2018. The ex-Royal Marine promised to donate it in the hope of returning to the Yukon to do the sour toe cocktail with his very own keepsake. Oh. Now, this is a a bar that's in the Yukon, and they they have this uh, sour toe cocktail where they put a human toe in it, Mm. and you have to drink it. Okay. The cocktail's famed ingredient is another mummified toe. For over four decades, tourists and residents have been able to order an alcoholic cocktail of their choice served with a desiccated human toe floating inside it. All right. The local saying goes, you can drink it fast, you can drink it slow, but your lips must touch the toe. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was on board until that part. It's traditionally served with Yukon Gold Whiskey and must touch the drinker's lips in order to earn a certificate from the bar. Over 86,000 Sour Toe cocktails have been served since 1973 when Yukon Riverboat Captain Dick Stevenson 
discovered a preserved toe in an abandoned cabin. <laughs> so his first thought was... <laughs> his first thought was, let's, I'm gonna, let's put this in a drink. That's right. <laughs> Logically. Yes. We couldn't be happier to receive a new toe, said downtown hotel general manager Adam Girl in a statement. They're doubling their output. <laughs> I was about to say, now they, can, now they can sell two at once. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> no, no line, the line just got cut in half. <laughs> they are very hard to come by these days. <laughs> this generous toe nation will help ensure that the tradition continues. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Hey, no, what's the best nation, John? Toe nation. Toe nation. <laughs> Mr. Griffiths, 47, was competing in the 2018 Yukon Arctic Ultra, a multi-day wintertime marathon where participants can compete in 100, 300, and 430-mile races. Wow. But he dropped out after developing severe frostbite on his left foot during the grueling event. Mm. He later returned to the UK to recover in hospital. Mr. Griffiths, Griffith's big toe was stored in medical grade alcohol following its amputation, and toe master Jerry Lee will take some six weeks to mummify the toe on rock salt before it can be added to the drink. So they got to prepare the toe. Mr. Girl told the BBC that the saloon has about four or five toes on hand to serve in the cocktail, but oh. that nothing is more gross than the big toe. Oh, so okay, the big They're toe. getting a big one. Nice. <laughs> the hotel has made public appeals before asking for people to donate their amputated toes, but Mr. Griffith's gift is the first one that is usable. So... Okay. Do they get them in the mail or something? I guess so. You know? I guess so. You just hack off your toe and send it to them. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Like, maybe we should do that. We should get. We should give out the address. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just send your toe in. Yes. Toes have been swallowed or stolen in the past. <gasps> swallowed. <laughs> swallowed. That's got to be a pinky toe. <laughs> the hotel says that it will pay for Mr. Griffiths to come to the Yukon and try a sour toe cocktail with his own toe later this summer. <laughs> so anybody, if you've had a, if you've been there and you've had a sour toe cocktail, write in, tell us about it. Yeah, I had actually seen an episode of, uh, I think it's on Travel TV or something. They had a a show where they talked about this one drinking establishment where they had the sour toe cocktail. So wow. it's neat. neat Would story. you try? No. For real? Well, I'm Baptist. I mean. Well, let's just say it doesn't count if you're in another country, right? <laughs> my yeah. father-in-law, if he found it, man, he <laughs> oh, would yeah. disown me. I wouldn't ever get to see my wife or kids anymore. I would try it. I, I'd try it. <laughs> but I, the thing that weirds me out is you got to let it touch your lips. <laughs> yes. You know? That feels like a good way to catch a cold sore from somebody or something. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If everybody's been doing that. Yeah, I, that that turns me off. But I'd probably try. Well, what if it was like some super hot celebrity's toe? Ooh, like who? I don't well, know. I'm not into feet like that. <laughs> That's not say, my thing. You I know? was going to say, would it would it be better if it was actually on her foot? <laughs> <laughs> feet's, feet's not my thing. It's not really where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I guess we all got our different. I don't know. I would try it just to say. Idea. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there's only so many chances you get to drink a drink with a <laughs> mummified toe in it. You got to try it. Well, you know, I mean, why don't we just uh, why don't we start a place here in Tuscaloosa that does it? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Again, we're Baptist. So. Yeah, that's why I never could sell alcohol in my restaurant. <laughs> but Which probably would have saved it, by the way, but never mind. I don't want to get into all that. If we could get, uh, if we could get like Bear Bryant's toe oh, and put it in a drink, that's right. we would rack up. What would be a good name? For a place here in town, I was trying to 
think of something with national championship, but mm-hmm. or you know, title town, total town, <laughs> total T O E T L, total town. <laughs> All right, well, let's, this is my last story here. Like we're talking about feet, everybody's a little different. Yeah, this comes from News Channel Eight, which is on your side, by the way. Okay, WFLA dot com. Florida man steals 75 pool floats. Guess for what? 75 pool floats. I'm going to say that he was trying to build himself a raft and sail to some Caribbean island. Okay. Nope. It was for sex. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This comes to us from Brevard County. Brevard County. A Florida man has been arrested and charged after the Palm Beach Police Department said he stole pool floats for sex instead of raping women. (laughs) So really, we shouldn't shame this man. That's right. I mean, we should congratulate him. Um, the Brevard Times reported Christopher Monin, who is 35, was stopped on Thursday at around 1.30 a.m. by Palm Bay police for acting suspiciously. Police say Monin had with him a white garbage bag full of what he identified to police as deflated pool floats. Oh, man. According to the Brevard Times... Monet admitted to police that he had burglarized, I have trouble saying that word, several houses to steal pool floats and then led police to a vacant house where he had a stash of about 75 pool floats. (laughs) Monin told authorities that he sexually gratifies himself with the pool floats instead of raping women. He is arrested and charged with burglary of an occupied dwelling, criminal mischief, and petty theft. And I would just like to say, 75 pool floats apparently likes a bigger woman, you know, <laughs> which is fine. Well, it wasn't like all at the same time, was it? I don't know. Was it? <laughs> I mean, does does he have a type? I mean, is he? <laughs> so he into like the, <laughs> does he like, like the, the alligator? Right, yeah. Or does he like the unicorn? Or maybe just your flat standard <laughs> one or whatever. I don't know. I'm more of a unicorn man myself. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. At least he is self-aware enough to go, hey, I'm, I'm going to cause some problems here. I need to get some pool floats. Yeah. I would just like to say you could just steal 20 bucks and buy a blow-up doll. <laughs> well. You know? And now everybody's happy. <laughs> if you're a police officer, maybe just kick him down 20 well, bucks. Well, if, if he's got 75 of them, he gets bored. He can't yeah. just right. – he's not a one He's not yeah, a one like, blow-up yeah. doll man. So he's like, tonight I'm doing the shark, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm in a shark mood tonight. I'm in a killer whale. Get that killer whale going. Okay, I tell you what. I mean, uh, that's a risky Google, and I can't bring myself to yeah. do it. But uh, that makes me wonder. There's got to be sites out. That's got to be a thing. I'm sure there is. I'm sure <laughs> it say, is. If it exists, yeah. it's a thing, right? Yeah. On the I'm internet. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's there's somebody. He's not the first one to come up with this idea. Yeah. Right. Agreed. That's, I mean, be careful, man. Some of those floats have sharp edges. You know? <laughs> yes. just, just be careful, buddy. Watch the seams. Now, his his mugshot looks exactly – I don't know if – I showed that to you earlier. <laughs> yes. looks exactly like a man who would have sex with a pool float. <laughs> you know? Probably not finding too many women. Probably yeah. not. Not much of a looker. Really great mustache, though. I'll give him that. He's, he's got a thick head of hair. Oh, yeah. Really <laughs> thick head of hair. Yeah. Uh, just 
I mean, can you not just go down to the beach and people leave them around? You don't have to break into anybody's house or stuff. You know, he lives in Florida. You're not that far from the beach anywhere <laughs> right, in Florida. Right. So just go down and pick up all the leftover ones or something. <laughs> and you don't get in trouble. Yeah, I don't know. But thank you, sir. Thank for you for not raping women. For not women. raping women. I appreciate yes, it. That's that's good. Yes. And to anybody out here listening who's considering raping a woman, maybe try pool float. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well. I'll tell you what. I'm, it's going to be a little different when I'm swimming from now on. <laughs> <laughs> you got any uh, any problems? I got 99 problems. Heard you have problems. Uh, here's the way you had a problem. More money, more problems. <laughs> Uh, no, the uh, only problem I have is the fact that we have to wish single mothers a happy Father's Day. Okay, that's my only problem that I have. Just, I mean, let us have one, okay? That's all I'm asking. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to see. Kimmy sent us some messages, and I just now remember she did. She she did say to tell you... Uh, Tell you, Tiny, to thank your or to say thank you for her for doing the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, it's a blessing from God that helps her get through her long hours. Blessing patrol. from God. Yeah. So thank you, Tara. <laughs> I appreciate your husband's podcast greatness. So, but no, yeah. I mean, really, ladies, just people in general. Yeah. It's Father's Day. We don't have to wish single mothers a happy Father's Day. Okay, well, I've, hey, single moms, you got it rough. I know. I know it's rough. But we have a day for yeah, that. Yeah, I think it's called Mother's Day. It's called day. Mother's Day. Right, it's called Mother's Day. <laughs> we don't have to wish single dads a happy Mother's Day, too. So let's just keep it, you know, let's just. Let's not complicate things. Right. Let's not complicate. Let me enjoy my pen that I got at church this morning <laughs> and my bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> in my plank of wood that my son painted for me. Yeah, that's that says right. "Happy Fat Hers Day." Yes. <laughs> my, I will say that my wife did not give me anything for Father's Day, which is totally okay with me. Yeah, I don't need a reward for being a good dad. She did mention the other day that she was going to get a grill for me for Father's Day. Um, and I was like, well, I already have a grill. You know, mm-hmm. I've had it for 17 years. And she's like, well, oh, no, I think you want a new grill. And I was like, but I don't want a new grill. There's nothing wrong with my grill that I've had. You know, um, it was a wedding gift from our close friend, Paul. And I've used it, and, and I know how it works and everything. Well, no, we're getting a new grill. So, so that's it. I'm getting a new grill. Uh, that's what you should have did for Mother's Day, I reckon. That's right, yeah. She's going to get a new weed eater. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm getting a new grill for Father's Day that I don't want. So that's just the way it goes. And, you know, if you're out there and you're listening and your husband is and father of your children is enjoying his Father's Day today, by the time you listen to it, it'll be over with. But maybe just go in and uh, let him have some peace and quiet. (laughs) Yeah, that's all we need. A little bit of peace and quiet. Real quick, we want to we burn through our Cajun curl. Oh, yeah. We yeah. haven't even done Cajun curl. I forgot all about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, we want to talk about Cajun curl. Yeah, we do. That's right. Uh, we want to thank them, world-famous Cajun curl, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice and their Cajun curl cutter for potatoes right there on CajunCurl.com. 
It was created on the Elm Bayou down in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, pool floats, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your next cookout or event up a notch, let's say you're mixing up a drink of toe cocktails, <laughs> perfect thing to go along with it would be some homemade potato chips using the Cajun Curl Cutter with the Cajun Curl Spice on it. It'll change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the Bayou Blended Spice and the Chip Cutter, and you can also find recipes there that are mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer there or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, in the greater Tuscaloosa Northport Metroplex, it's available at Vowels on Skyland, South Finest Meats on Greensboro and 10th, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and Piggly Wiggly in Northport as well. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you can legally eat a bald eagle, wow. <laughs> as long as it's seasoned in Cajun Curl. Um, it's all natural, and it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. CajunCurl.com. Check them out. Use the promo code EOP10, that's E-O-P and the number 10, to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. Amen. All right, we got any reviews? Um, not that I know of. Okay, well, we do have one. Oh, yeah? And now this doesn't come from iTunes. This oh. comes from a site that I didn't even know existed until last week. It's called Podchaser. Oh, that's the one that says a pod, it doesn't even mention me, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's right. It's like a podcast hosted by Christopher Downey Sullivan. It's like... um. It's like IMDb for podcasts, okay. where you you log on there and they you know they got all these podcasts and then people can go in and they have an account and you can set rate up a, you can rate them yeah and you can you can find episodes and you can it links to all the other podcast like your podcaster of choice yeah you can subscribe that way it's kind of neat but we have a review on there and this comes from FX Retro. Oh, wonder who that could be. <laughs> Pretty sure it's Mr. Francisco from the <laughs> Retro Rewind podcast. But that's what it says is a comedy podcast featuring Christopher Tiny Sullivan. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no mention of me, by the way. <laughs> Very rude. Very rude. Okay. Well, well, his review. Check this out. It says, "Watch out, skunk ape. John and Tiny will find you, or at least an oddball story about a Florida man who was hiding." you in their trunk while evading police for kicking his mom in the knee for buying 2% milk. What was I talking about? Oh, this is a hilarious podcast from a couple Southern gents that find all the odd Mother Earth provides. Cajun curl! Exclamation <laughs> point. So thank you, Mr. FX Retro. We thank you so much. And hey, we were always, you know, constantly begging everybody for reviews. We're like, you know, a couple beggars right. sitting out on the streets just begging people for something that's a hundred percent completely free. Right. And if you've uh, if you've left us an iTunes review, uh head on over to Podchaser, review us over there because it's kind of neat. And I don't think it's been around for a long time because when you go over here to the top rated podcast. Now, the top one 
is uh, Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Okay, Becca and Jess. <laughs> Never heard of it. No. But it's been rated over 1,727 times. Wow. But now the podcast, like right under that, is uh, it's got like 143 ratings. Okay. So. <laughs> all right, we might can catch it. <laughs> well, as I say, if y'all all would uh, go over to Podchaser and log in, you can log in through a Google account or a Facebook account if ah. you just can't be troubled with verifying an email and all this yeah. other stuff. Right. Just hit that five stars and leave us a, a little sentence. And if you're too lazy to do that, there's a wonderful website called TalkToTransformer.com right. where a computer AI will write out your review for you and you don't yes. have to do anything. Perfect. Go review us over there and uh, help us climb these. Uh, yeah, what if we're <laughs> Help us climb these <laughs> rankings on this website that nobody's ever heard of That's before right. called Podchaser. But then we'll act like it's a big deal. You know? <laughs> yes. oh, yeah, no, we're number two on Podchaser. <laughs> on that like uh, Facebook podcasting group where everybody just pats themselves on the back all the time, <laughs> yes. we can start doing that. <laughs> Which I've, I've decided from now on, anytime anybody asks any question about anything, like, hey, do you guys uh, you know use sure microphones? I'm just going to answer yes for everyone. <laughs> Doesn't matter what it is. I'm just going to start answering yes, yes. for everyone. No explanation. If they ask me a follow-up question, I'm never answering it. So just be on the lookout for that. I know Kevin's on there, too, so he'll be able to see it. Yeah, do you guys use, like, a graphic artist to do all your stuff? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm just going to answer yes. Who here does over a 1,000 downloads a week? Yeah, yes. yes. <laughs> that's going to be it for now. Anytime it pops up in my feed, that's what I'm going to put. I was going to say, hang on just one second. Man, talk about some pretentious people in that group, too, by <laughs> the way. True. Those people think they're way more important than they are. The Joe Rogan experience on Podchaser has 33 reviews. Oh, yeah, we could catch that. I think for sure. we can. This is like our one opportunity to <laughs> beat Joe Rogan in something. <laughs> if y'all will just log on there and leave a sentence or two and rate us five stars. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Yes. Let's just get above Joe for fun. <laughs> uh, 155 people have rated it, and then 33 people have left reviews. I, I really think if if all of us will focus, all of us together, we can beat Joe Rogan yeah. on Podchaser. Let's do it. Let's. <laughs> and then... And then we can start advertising us our, as ourselves as uh, we're the podcast that rated higher than Joe Rogan. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we're higher than Joe Rogan. We're, we're better rated than the Joe Rogan experience. Exactly. That could be our tagline for now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah better than Joe Rogan. That. Definitely. Yeah, everyone, please go do that. I will try to remember, too. So you, too. <laughs> yes. Let's all do it. Uh, all right. We'll beat Joe and maybe the chatty broads, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe we can all start uh, tweeting at Joe Rogan, telling him that he's losing to us. And right. well, then like all his like <laughs> army of like listeners come out, and then we're like ranked number seven hundred and seventy eight or something. Any press is good press. That's very that true. would still be good. It's very true. Very true. <laughs> Just for Joe Rogan to right. say on his podcast that does millions of downloads every single day probably it's like two hey we got to go beat alabama. these two rednecks in west alabama that's right people would there would out of millions of people there would be get, a few that would say well right. who are these two rednecks yeah, in alabama yeah yeah that's that awesome yeah what if he asks us to be part of his podcast network <laughs> sorry fridge radio <laughs> <laughs> already unfollowed you on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We would be gone so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it builds us a nice studio and all that. 
yeah, yeah they're kind of cool. Yeah, we. <laughs> if that was to happen, they're. No offense, but there probably wouldn't be French Cowboy at the beginning of our episodes <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes <laughs> the ads that we get, you know, uh-huh. I guess Fringe Radio puts them in. I don't really, I'm like, I'm not, I don't support Arby's or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> I hate like Arby's fries. Yeah. Their fries suck. <laughs> yeah. They have the worst fries of all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you got anything else? I'm good. No, I'm, I think that's about it for me, unless you want me to rant some more about single mothers trying to take <laughs> over our day, you know? No, that's all right. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'd make a lot of people mad. <laughs> yeah. You have been listening to the Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Spotify, we're on them all. That's right. If you would like to email the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to catch us on Twitter, you can reach us. We are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. If you like to look at pictures, yep. sometimes we post pictures. Yeah, every once in a while. You can check those out over on Instagram. We are underscore earthoddity on Instagram. Yep. And if all else fails, we have a phone number. What's that phone number, John? It is 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. All right. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Blessing from God, 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 God.